confusion, doubt, despair, loss, questions, why? Why this? Why this way? What is the purpose in this death? In his series of Easter sermons called Christians at the Cross, N.T. Wright says this, Although there are ways of making sense of Jesus' crucifixion, for Jesus' followers and family at that time, it made no sense at all. It was the denial of everything they'd longed for, the stupid and pointless snuffing out of the brightest light and best hope that Israel had ever had. The death of Jesus on a cross, unjustly unfounded, provokes profound doubt and question. And if it does not provoke the same kinds of questions for us today, then we have sanitized and domesticated the cross into something that it never was. In the death of Christ, in the chaos that comes around, the darkness comes in. There are earthquakes, there is violence, and there is death. The disciples, the family, and followers of Jesus did not know what was happening. All they saw was the chaos and the darkness. It is easy for us in our own day and time to also feel that way. In our lives, we see darkness arise. Our worlds are wrought by circumstances beyond our control. We see the violence. Sometimes we have experienced it in our own bodies and lives, and death, and death. Why is Jesus crucified? For those who are followers of Christ, for those who understand and have heard the good news of the gospel, we find this answer. In the cross, we are reminded that God is God, even when it doesn't look like it, even when it doesn't seem possible. What happened on the cross was no surprise to God. It was foretold generations before by Isaiah the prophet, in Isaiah 53, we read, 
he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds we are healed. He poured out his life unto death and was counted among the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for them. In his sermon on Good Friday, N.T. Wright says that the only proper response to the death of Jesus, the wounded one, the bruised and torn one, is gratitude, faith, and love. In the text we read this morning from the Gospel of John, there are a number of things that the Apostle John highlights in this story of Jesus' death. One of the things that he mentioned, I challenge you as you go from this place, take that passage of John 18 and 19 and read and count how many times does the word king get spoken in this text. John makes sure to mention that Jesus is the King, the King of Israel, the King of all creation. And the words of the sign on the cross attested to the truth, though it was intended as a cruel joke, it was true. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Jesus, the suffering one, is our King. What does a true King do? A King is one who leads the way. A King is one who guides and protects and cares for his people. And so it is with Jesus. The words of Jesus on the cross, as John records them, are these. It is finished. Finished. Accomplished. Completed. Done. In that moment, everything comes together all of history, all of religion, all of creation, all that has gone before and all that will happen after meet in that one moment and place. The totality of all that has been broken, bent, twisted, and torn in our world and in our lives encounters the infinite love that restores and reconciles all things in himself. The powers of darkness are crushed, though they have not yet begun to realize it. In the crucifixion, 
The serpent strikes at the heel of the one born of a woman, as it says in Genesis. And the heel of the Son of Man crushes the head of the serpent that has enslaved humanity. At the cross, the blood of the spotless Lamb has been poured out to atone for sin once and for all. In the first man, Adam, death and sin entered into the world, and in the second Adam, Christ, the Messiah. In the second Adam, righteousness is restored to humanity. And the way to everlasting, eternal life has been opened for everyone. For you. For me. And for all who will receive it. In the death of Christ, we return to the Genesis story. Where the crashing waters of chaos ruled And then, in an echo of Genesis 1, verse 3, the beginning of John's Gospel tells us that the Word, the Logos, through whom all things are created, speaks. Let there be light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And now, on the sixth day, the end of the sixth day before the Passover meal or before the Passover of the Sabbath, as in Genesis 2, verse 1, his work is finished. As the Sabbath begins in the darkness of the tomb, the King of all, our Creator, rests and the promise of the dawn of a new day await. Jesus enacts the remembering of God's salvation for the Israelites oppressed and enslaved in the land of Egypt through the Passover meal with his disciples. In the midst of that Passover meal, he transforms its meaning for all those who will be redeemed through his own suffering and death. This morning, we invite all who believe that they have been redeemed from sin and death through the suffering and death of Jesus to come forward and to share in this solemn remembrance together. As we come forward to the front, you will go to the side aisles and come to the front row by row. And then you will uh, receive the bread and the cup there. Parents, we ask you to discern whether your children have understood the meaning of remembrance and whether they will participate in receiving the elements. 
For those who are too young or not ready, there are fish crackers there as well, so they too can come forward with you as a family. In addition to the bread and the cup, there is also a gluten-free uh, cracker available for those who need it. As your row comes forward, those who choose not to participate are invited to then move to the exit rather than coming forward. When you come to the front, receive the bread and eat, and then receive the cup and drink. If you need assistance with opening the cup, the servers will be gladly will gladly help you with that. If you would like to receive the elements where you are seated, please raise your hand and we will come and serve you there. Once you have eaten the bread and drunk the cup, please make your way to the center aisle. If you would like, you can pause here at the cross for a moment of reflection, but then take the center aisle and exit in silence. Please, we ask, do not stop and linger by the sanctuary door. As you go today, we invite you to consider uh, spending some time at our prayer stations. They are listed on the back of the bulletin that was handed to you. They are found in the foyer and in a couple other places in the church. We invite you to consider and reflect in your own time. In Luke chapter 22, we read of Jesus taking the Passover meal with his disciples. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, he gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let us pray together and give thanks with hearts filled with gratitude, hearts renewed in our faith, and filled with love for our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Loving and gracious God, we thank you, for you are good. In the midst of chaos and darkness, violence and death, your light shines the light that has come into the world. In this moment, in this day, we remember how your Son, Jesus, took upon himself the suffering and sin and death 
of all of humanity so that we might be healed and reunited and reconciled with you. We give thanks for the body of Christ, for his suffering and death in which we find healing and new life. And we give thanks for the cup of the new covenant, the blood that washes away our sin and that brings us before your throne as your righteous and beloved children. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This remembrance of the Lord's table will conclude our service this morning. Perhaps it will feel a little strange, incomplete, no final congregational song or benediction or pastoral prayer. This is intentional and in that it is meant to leave us in that place of waiting, anticipation, and unsettledness as we reflect upon the suffering of Christ his death for our sake, and the darkness of the tomb. Carry with you these words. It is finished. I invite you now to come forward to remember and to receive the body and the blood of Jesus that accomplishes redemption for all God's people. Please come. Thank you for listening to this message from Fort Gary MB Church. We hope that what you heard challenged you to think in new ways about Jesus Christ and the life that we are called to through his death and resurrection. If you have any questions about who we are as a church, our mission, or have any other questions in general, Please do not hesitate to contact our office email at info at fgmb.ca. Be blessed.